Paranormally Speaking this week, I'll be discussing the connection between demons and alien visitations. Are aliens entities from an alternate dimension, the future, within our own world, our own minds, or is there a demonic connection where they're actually creatures that are used to manipulate us and steer us off course for what God has planned for us and for this world. Whomever you serve is a higher power, a higher deity, could definitely be threatened by demonic forces, not physically, but by harming us. That's really the only true threat a god could face from demonic entities that are assigned by the fallen angel, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you prefer to call him. The author of illusion, deception, lies, father of confusion. Could close encounters actually be a way to lure us from what's right, from what's sane, from what's, say, this spiritual battle that we deal with every day, not flesh and bone, but spiritually. Those are some of the questions I'll be tackling in today's episode, this week's episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. Please hold for a very important message from our sponsor. UFOs exist, but what are they? Are UFOs real? And if so, what are they? Does the Bible speak of UFOs? Was God an ancient astronaut? Are we being visited by non-earthlings? And if so, who are they and what do they want? Who will ultimately rule space? We may never know, but if we do find out, the answers may astound us. In this supposed age of reason, public officials and scientists find themselves facing a new wave of interest in this unexplained phenomena. UFO sightings, testimony about alien abductions, and government agencies dabbling in telepathy have produced a steady stream of headlines. In 1996, a Gallup poll revealed that nearly 75% of Americans believe in UFOs and or extraterrestrial life. And that 3% even believe they've been abducted. That's over 8 million people believing this. The mysteries of parapsychology, life after death, crossing over, astrology, UFOs, and the occult are, in these days, while traditional Christianity is considered out, old-fashioned, or even downright fraudulent, one reporter said nearly every person he met at UFO conventions conferences, and cults claim they used to belong to a Christian church. Generally, they left and began seeking other answers when a Christian parent or leader could not or would not take their experiences or inquiry seriously enough to respond with sound biblical answers. You will be given strong biblical answers from the Bible if you actually seek answers. Look for them because they are there. Throughout the Old Testament, the phrase flying saucers 
came into vogue when, in June 24th, 1947, a pilot named Kenneth Arnold sighted nine shining disc-shaped objects while flying across the Cascade Mountains. Arnold described the objects to the news media as appearing to be skimming like a saucer does on water. This event is widely regarded as the beginning of the modern UFOlogy. That's a buzzword for UFO buffs. Millions wonder, do flying saucers exist? And is man alone in the universe? Is there life on other planets? And are we being visited by alien beings? These are perplexing questions, and few subjects are as intriguing. The facts are in. Yes, UFOs are real. They exist. But what are they? Like I said, the answers may astound you. By definition, UFO simply means unidentified flying object. And it can, it can apply to any perceived flying manifestation that is unidentified. This can be just about anything you see. Imagine, from planes seen at unusual angles to secret experimental aircrafts, it can also pertain to meteorites or planets such as Venus or Jupiter that can sometimes appear to be moving. There are endless lists of objects which, when seen by the untrained eye, are not readily identifiable. UFOs are the opposite of IFOs, which means identified flying objects. Some have been tracked on radar screens and have mysteriously vanished in the twinkling of an eye. Allegedly, several jet planes pursuing these objects have been destroyed or have disappeared themselves. Thousands of reputable people from all walks of life claim to have seen them. Pilots, astronauts, senators, qualified scientists, celebrities, normal people, even religious figures, and even ex-presidents. Well-documented reports have come from all corners of the world that UFOs exist. Pretending that they do not exist does not make them go away. Unidentified flying objects have been recorded in ancient Egyptian and Babylonian documentation, indicating they've been around for a very long time. There have been numerous cases in which people claim to have been abducted and examined aboard alien spacecraft. Under hypnosis, some have even recaptured those memories and mysterious abductions or visions. It should be noted, however, that most UFO sightings, about 95%, do have a natural explanation, and more than a few have been deliberate hoaxes and pranks. Some photographs have been found to be nothing more than pictures of flung hubcaps and garbage can lids shot to deceive a gullible public. Most UFO sightings are, in fact, nothing more than mysterious blobs of light in the sky. Numerous explanations have been attributed to various UFO sightings. Satellites, planes, weather balloons, temperature inversions, phases of the moon, ball lighting, marsh gas, um, mirage, clouds, stars, migrating birds, light leaking into cameras, and even vivid imaginations. But what about unexplained lights in the sky that don't show up on radar? such as the lights which were seen over Phoenix in 1996, 
What about the sightings of objects that travel thousands of miles per hour and turn at right angles at the drop of a hat, defying all laws of known physics? How does an unidentified object accelerate from zero to a thousand or more miles per hour in the wink of an eye or traveling at high speeds come to a dead stop? Many of these phenomena defy explanation, and all the usual explanations have been ruled out. How does one explain objects that appear and disappear right before one's eyes? Many times, numerous people have been seeing strange phenomena at the same time. There is no physical explanation for such phenomena. While there have been reports of strange things in the sky, from the beginnings of man's recorded history and, and religious documentation, sightings have grown exponentially in the past 20 or 30 years. Drawings in caves in China, Spain, and France display oval and saucer-shaped disks very similar to current UFO reports. Renaissance paintings, such as work from Leonardo da Vinci, show UFOs in the background of different paintings he has put together. Jose Benilla, a Mexican astronomer, took the first known photograph of an unidentified flying object in 1883, where he captured about 150 cigar or spindle-shaped objects flying in formation, which is listed in Beyond Earth, Man's Contact with UFOs by Ralph Bloom. Check it out. You can get it through Google and Amazon. Knowing there is a human urge for explanation from beyond, there are those who are quick to fill that craving and to capitalize on a money-making opportunity. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first-ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Do aliens exist? This question has baffled humans ever since prehistoric man noticed the bright stars in our sky. Thousands of paranormal sightings have been recorded on video since then. Many many with conspiracy theories attached about the infamous Roswell incident and fictional films such as E.T. and Alien generating much interest among UFO hunters. It has been long thought that aliens have manipulated much of mankind's history. The ancient alien theory credits extraterrestrials with the construction of many of the world's ancient sites, something that many do not give thought to is if this extraterrestrial influence still is shaping the world today. Some say that Earth has become the battleground for aliens who wish to advance their own political agenda. We need to make what's normal seem strange. To find intelligent alien life, humans may need to start thinking like extraterrestrials. Our hunt for aliens has potentially had a fatal flaw from the beginning. We are the ones searching for them. That's the problem because we are a unique species and alien-seeking scientists are even stranger and more specialized. As a result, their all too human assumptions may get in the way of their alien listening endeavors. To get around this, 
the Breakthrough Listening Project, a $100 million initiative scouring the cosmos for signals of otherworldly beings as part of the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. SETI, of course, is asking anthropologists to help unmask some of these biases. It's kind of a joke at Breakthrough Listen. Claire Webb, an anthropology and history of science student at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, said here on January 8th at the 235th meeting of the American Astronomical Society, AAS, in Honolulu. They tell me we're studying aliens and you are studying us. Since 2017, Webb has worked with Breakthrough Listen to examine how SETI researchers think about aliens produce knowledge, and perhaps inadvertently place anthropocentric assumptions into their work. She sometimes describes their efforts as making the familiar strange. For instance, your life might seem perfectly ordinary, maybe involving being hunched over a desk and shuttling electronics around between computers until examined through an anthropological lens which points out that this is not exactly a universal state of affairs. At the conference, Webb presented a poster looking at how breakthrough listen scientists use artificial intelligence to shift through large data and try to uncover potential techno-signatures or indicators of technology or tool use by alien organisms. Researchers who use AI tend to disavow human handicraft in the machines they build, Webb told Science. They attribute to a lot of the agency to those machines. I find that somewhat problematic and at the worst untrue. Any AI is trained by human beings who present it with the types of signals they think an, an intelligent alien might produce. In doing so, they predispose their algorithms to certain biases. It can be incredibly difficult to recognize such thinking and overcome its limitations, Webb said. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. Demons impersonating aliens. In Matthew 24, 3-14, Jesus gives us a description of the last days and the deception that will accompany that time. Take heed, he warns, repeatedly, that no one deceives you. Warning of deceitful workers, the apostle Paul alerted his readers to beware. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, we are not ignorant at his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11 And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11.14 This satanic being is so powerful that he is called the prince of this world. John 12.31 The prince of power, of the air. Ephesians 2.2 2. And even the god of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. That's power. The current barrage of science fiction books and movies 
have successfully conditioned the hearts and minds of this generation to accept demons as aliens, according to many experts from that aspect. Aliens from outer space, they've been depicted as. Even the young children in the movie, E.T., perceived a cute-looking alien as a friend. Such conditioning creates a mindset to accept demons as good entities, according to the author of that book. Entities instead of evil beings. So it's no wonder that people are deluded to believing in benevolent visitors from outer space. Star Trek and Star Wars, along with a host of other similar screenplays, have galvanized an interest in life from an outer space, thus preparing a whole generation to accept UFOs and aliens. Mankind should be taught to stand against the deception that is suggested by these movies, according to the book's author, and encouraged to understand the reality of the spirit world. As Christian parents, we should be very careful about allowing our children to view these types of movies because they can unduly influence young and innocent minds with the glamour of witchcraft and New Age philosophy, according to the book's author. I, for one, see both sides because, yes, there are beings from other worlds, whether it be other planets, whether it be a multiverse concept or other universes or something from a completely different time that is parallel to our own world or possibly a world that has not fallen from sin, fallen into sin, therefore not needing a redeemer like Christ. So the beings visiting us could very well be enlightened ones, uh, safe to be around and just curious as to what direction we're going to go in. But then there's a flip side of the coin. There could be dark alien entities that are not from another planet, that are not from the future, that are not from another dimension, but actually from the realm of hell, impersonating beings of interest, something that could entice us, lure us in, entirely possible. But that's the other side of the coin. The first side I mentioned very well could be connected to my original theory that there are worlds that have not fallen into sin like ours has, therefore not needing a redeemer. Jesus did not have to go to those planets and seek and save the lost because they're already fine. They never took of the fruit from their Garden of Eden. They didn't need to be restored and saved, but the human race did, which could explain why we are so behind technologically to these beings. I mean, yeah, we're way up there. Uh, we are about as smart as we know we can get at this point. We don't know anything beyond what we already know, but there could be beings that are far superior to us and guiding us in the right direction to make those advances in technology to better ourselves as a race, as a society, as a planet. Entirely possible. But then there are Christian extremists who would love to take the book I was mentioning, written by a one-sided author who's only screaming, that's a demon, that's a demon, that's a demon at everything, which really doesn't help anyone at all, nor does it cause anyone to really want to run through the doors of a church 
and jump onto that frame of thought because too much control there. Jesus made us creatures of free will. And when you have someone from the pulpit conducting what I refer to as divisive hate speech and calling everyone and everything that doesn't look or behave a certain way, not of God, that doesn't help anyone or anything. And that is not what Jesus came here to teach us. Please hold for a very important message from our sponsor. Ghosts, aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. Are the aliens us? UFOs may be piloted by time-traveling humans, a new book argues. The great distances covered by visiting aliens may be ones of time rather than space. Unidentified flying objects have captured the public's attention over the decades. As exoplanet detection is on the rise, why not consider that star-hopping visitors from afar might be buzzing through our friendly skies by taking an interstellar off-ramp to Earth. On the other hand, could those piloting UFOs be us, our future selves, that have mastered the landscape of time and space? Perhaps those reports of people coming into contact with strange beings represent our distant human descendants, returning from the future to study us in their own evolutionary past. The idea of us being them has been advanced before. But a recent book, Identifying Flying Objects, a multidisciplinary scientific approach to the UFO phenomenon, Masters Creative LLC 2019, takes a fresh look at this prospect, offering some thought-provoking proposals. The objective of the book, Masters said, is to spur a new and more informed discussion among the believers and skeptics alike. I took a multidisciplinary approach in order to try and understand the oddities of this phenomenon, Masters told his interviewer during the time of the uh, book release as it was announced. The idea of us being them has been advanced before, but my book has opened up an entirely new discussion for this. Our job as scientists is to be taking and asking big questions and try to find answers to unknown questions. There's something going on here, and we should be having a conversation about this. We should be at the forefront of trying to find out what it is. Ezekiel and the Strange Beings. Who were they exactly? The prophet Ezekiel was a Jewish priest who lived in Chaldea. He claimed he was contacted four times during a 20-year period beginning about 593 B.C. by man-like beings who came to Earth in a fiery chariot. NASA rocket engineer Joseph Blumrich believes Ezekiel was probably the world's first UFOologist, describing in detail the strange beings that confronted him and their craft. 
Ezekiel's writings, of course, can be found in the Old Testament. In this book, The Space Beings of Ezekiel, Bontem, New York, 1974, which was published, Bloomrick reinterprets Ezekiel's observations to produce an engineering analysis of the fiery chariot described in the Bible. Like I mentioned earlier, seeing a UFO at that time in the history of mankind, one would compare it to a wheel, a wheel in the sky. Uh, No one would at that time know what a saucer was or a disc or even a uh, cigar-shaped vehicle in the sky. They would equate it to a wheel. Incredibly, that analysis found that the object Ezekiel encountered could be built today. NASA, the author points out, holds patents on atmospheric re-entry vehicles closely designed after the object Ezekiel reported. In the Bible, Ezekiel writes, he watched a stormy wind descend from the north, fire flashing forth continually, and within it he saw the likeness of four living creatures, each with four wings and a pair of human hands. Now, Sounds a lot like uh, winged creatures, humanoids that could be close to what we think of as the Mothman or perhaps gargoyles or uh, any other type of winged cryptid. Bloomrick interprets this to mean four landing legs, possibly, each with four bladed helicopter and mechanical arm attachments supporting a, a uh, spacecraft body. Ezekiel was able to positively identify only one feature of the object, the wheels, one at the bottom of each leg, which were capable of moving in any direction. Author Bloomrick believes Ezekiel's observation, a wheel within a wheel, describes a technique for locomotion. The U.S. space program incorporated into vehicles designed to operate on the surface of other planets. Ezekiel describes the wheels he saw as light greenish-blue and the body of the object as resembling rock crystal or terrible ice, as suggesting uh, to Bloomrick that the prophet was seeing a shiny surface, the same shiny surface described in thousands of present-day UFO sightings. From the object, the Bible tells us, emerged the appearance of a man who had been seated upon the likeness of a throne. Ezekiel refers to the being as the glory of the Lord, rather than the Lord himself, Bloomrick points out. The author believes the likeness of a man described by Ezekiel was a spacecraft commander who wore a gold or brass-colored suit and demonstrated for the prophet his ability to fly from his craft to the ground. Then taken for a ride on the craft, Ezekiel described the experience with the words, the spirit lifted me up, according to Bloomrick's interpretation. And when they landed, seven men received the commander. One of them said, I have done as thou didst command me. Three more times over the following 20 years, Ezekiel described the same craft. And after each encounter, the prophet described the experience with the words, the hand of the Lord was upon me and the spirit took hold of me, or the spirit lifted me up. Bloomrick speculates the prophet may have been describing a hyphonic influence and teleportation, possibly. 
He also theorizes that the UFO began its descent after separating from a larger UFO at 220 miles in altitude. A brief firing of its rockets enabled the craft's helicopter-like blades to descend the rest of the way and maneuver for a landing. The author believes Ezekiel witnessed this phase of the flight and the prophet mistook the rockets blasting for lightning and the helicopter blades for rushing wind. The author believes Ezekiel was chosen for an encounter because he was a priest and occupied a leadership role among his people. Based on Ezekiel's observations, Bloomrick believes that speculated the ETs were studying humans and ex, um, exerated the intellectual influence of the development of human civilization through the priest Ezekiel. Who do these demons attack and why do they do it? They attack anyone and everyone who unwittingly allows it. They've been known to enter into people experimenting with Ouija boards, EVP, and playing around with satanic rituals and satanic literature. Victims of severe physical, emotional, or sexual abuse are prime targets. They are already primed to feel bad about themselves. Extreme cases of attacks are labeled paranoid schizophrenia by psychiatric community. But everyday common people like you and I are subject to attack too. You need to know that being attacked does not mean you are crazy. It does not mean you are mentally ill. There's no malfunction of the brain. Saying otherwise would be like saying that robbery or rape victims are mentally ill. They were attacked and so were you. Why do they drain people's energy? The negative energy produced by negative emotion is their food source. If they can get you to generate negative feelings, it is that negative emotion upon which they feast. It may sound bizarre, but it is absolutely true. It is the reason vampire movies subsequently shake us to our core. Subconsciously, of course. These entities are energy vampires. And how do they do this? They get you to generate negative emotion for their consumption by inserting negative, guilt-ridden, fearful, or distressing thoughts into your mind. Then urging you... Demonic aliens, general information, other names they go by, none that we know of, homeworld, unknown but possibly hell, body type, supposedly shapeshifters, could be reptilian or serpent, sapience level, well, sapient behavior, considered hostile, subspecies races, no known subspecies, species origin, shapeshifting and manipulation. Status is the least concern. Behind the scenes of that, the universe, which is real. Demonic aliens are a common element in Christian conspiracy theories involving phenomena of UFO abduction and men in black. These groups believe that aliens are actually fallen angels or demons sent to distract mankind from their proper destinies as worshipers of God. They view aliens as demonic visitants and their theories often merge with those of the New World Order, satanic ritual abuse, denial of science, and the idea that space travel as a whole 
is an elaborate hoax created to distance and distract mankind from God. Although most reserved for fanatical Christian groups, which I am not a part of, the idea of demonic aliens has spread and can be found in numerous media, as well as on innumerable sites. Many who believe in the demonic aliens conspiracy believe that in the near future, a mass abduction shall occur in which demons, in disguise as aliens, shall stage a false rapture, fooling millions into damnation as they utilize their UFOs to trick humanity into worshiping them as gods. The idea of a false rapture is linked to the ancient belief in the biblical beast, a monstrous demon that is believed by some Christian sects to manifest in the end days to tempt mankind into damnation before it is struck down by God during the final judgment. Also, you can see reptoids, sometimes believed to be demons, or Nephilim, half human, half angel, or the Zenu, an alien Satan figure in Scientology. Now, as I'm closing this episode for the week, important things to remember. There's a lot of information out there. You just have to dig for it. Google search. And keep in mind that not every alien encounter or any alien encounter, for that matter, could be deemed a satanic, does not need to be deemed a satanic. And you shouldn't really be relegated to that because it's like with paranormal research and investigation and or talking with the dead. Using a Ouija board is risky. It's almost like a party line. You don't know who you're going to get on the other side of that phone call, per se. Uh, Seances are incredibly risky. But if something, an entity from the spirit world, is communicating with you openly, don't be rude. See what it wants. As a Christian, I believe in purgatory. I believe in limbo. I believe that there is like a lobby for spirits that are left behind of those who lived a life not wickedly, not maliciously or for evil, but those who really had no moral compass and did the right things as a human but did not get right with God. So their spirits are sort of like trapped there, and it's the believers in Jesus and the believers in God. It's our responsibility to pray them through to the next, to the light, to the next side. But there are other groups of Christians that I constantly find myself apologizing for who believe the world is flat, believe that science is lying, believe that the aliens are actually demons in disguise, believe that any kind of paranormal research gets you closer to Satan and further from God. And that couldn't be more further from the truth because there's nothing more paranormal or supernatural than the virgin birth, the life of Christ, his death, his crucifixion by death, or death by crucifixion, sorry, I said that backwards, and his resurrection. That is like the mecca of paranormal supernatural phenomena. And that is why I believe and research and teach what I teach in my podcasts, in lectures I do at conventions and festivals, at my book signings. That is why I say the things I do. And so many people say, well, you're a Christian. You go to church. How can you believe in these things? I ask you as a Christian, how can you not believe in these things? 
be it angels, be it demons, be it aliens from an alternate realm, from a world that did not fall into sin, or from the center of our own earth, if the Agartha theory proves to be correct and there is a subterranean world within our own and a hollow earth, there are things we do not know as a human race. And there are those of us who think we have it all figured out. That makes us cocky and humanistic. Humble yourselves and look for answers. We don't know everything. Keep watching the skies. Keep listening for those bumps in the night. And don't lose faith. Faith is very important in all aspects of life. It's what keeps us going. I'm Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Have a great rest of the week and a wonderful Memorial Day. I'll catch you next time on Paranormally Speaking. Neil Parks, signing off.